0: Hello there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Tapcaf Transmissions, the only Star Wars podcast that is regretting going back to this opening bit. Uh, I'm Corey. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Justin Eckhart's Ladder. How are you doing tonight, Justin?
1: Usually you don't regret the things you say to me until the next morning, but this time you regretted it halfway through the sentence, Corey.
0: Okay, so I I did come clean with you this week about something that's been bothering me for a while. Uh, do, should we open by me coming clean on that here in the public forum? I don't know if we talked about, about this on the podcast before. But, yeah, go for uh, it. Go for it. Uh, well, do you want to set up the controversy first?
1: I don't even remember the controversy. Okay,
0: well, <laughs> the the whole issue, which I think came up on the podcast at least a few times, was whether victory celebration or... Oh, yeah, was yeah, yeah, better. yeah. Yeah. No, okay. Sorry. Continue and ek is a, a noted victory celebration stand so these are the the two that's not going far enough okay i'm so... an, i'm anti yub okay well i'm getting there but these are the two songs that are at the end of return of the jedi the i, I guess the original version song the
1: other is a little fucking collection of
0: <laughs> Great podcast audio, but Great yeah. Job, so Yub nub is at the end of the original release of Star. Wars. Is it the last, is it the end? Of the last song of the movies. He was he just wanted to get home at that point. Yeah.
1: But, Yub, uh, nub. Yub nub. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. All right. Now actually, I'm kind of
0: turning around right now. Kind of.
1: Yeah. So victory celebration is
0: the much better one. That's at the end of these special editions. And Justin has been long on the strongly anti-YubNub train. But people in chat or people on the internet would try to gaslight him into thinking YubNub was better. And for a mm-hmm. while, I told him that I, too, thought YubNub was much better. But then I was editing a clip a few days ago, so I had to listen to both. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is trash. I can't keep living this lie. So
1: OK, I'm glad I'm glad you got that off your chest. Um, you've, you've re-secured your way into, into heaven now. Mm-hmm. So congratulations. That's how that works. Yeah, right. That's well, how that works.
0: the actual topic of tonight, which isn't important anymore, but we're going to be talking about Andor episodes four and five. Uh, we talked about episode four a little bit last week. Uh, this will be full spoilers, full episode. So if you haven't seen Andor episodes four or five and you don't want to be spoiled on anything, uh, then don't listen to this yet. Come back later. Thankfully,
1: it's I don't I don't. How would I? How would you spoil Andor episode four and five?
0: (laughs) Uh, they're planning the the heist on the on the dam, and Mon Mothma has a daughter.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. It spoils. Yeah,
0: yeah. a daughter who doesn't like her very much.
1: Yeah. So Andor's episode Andor episode four and five. Um, let's just start off general impressions. Corey, do do we have
0: any any news first? I don't think oh, anything has yeah. come out. There's mm. been like a Tales of the Jedi poster confirming that it's coming out on the 26th, I think. Uh, I think it's the 26th. Don't quote me on that. Oh, I got something I kind of want to talk about a little bit. All right. one, of my, week, one of my prior battles. But yeah, go ahead. Next week, we will be talking about Star by Star. It's a chonky one, so you might want to start reading immediately if you're going to keep up on that. And we will have special guest, Ilkin from Kings and Generals once again for our Star by Star breakdown. But go ahead. What do you
1: yeah okay so i mentioned this a while ago how i got into a fight well a spat online over star wars calendaring remember that yep my take on the in this ridiculous take that zero bby and zero aby are one calendar year with the battle of yavin taking place they said it took place like four months through it for some reason Um, as if all of these times actually existed and they decided that the thing that the calendar is based around would take place four months through the 12 month year. Right. Anyway, um, you guys may or may not remember that, but anyway, that was my argument has always been, no, that's garbage. Um, you know, it's the zero point, you know, it's the epoch. So once, you know, one year after is a year and then, you know, it's straight like that. Anyway there's a new book coming out called Star Wars Timelines and I've been very eagerly anticipating this book which comes out in January because I figured it might finally you know Jason Fry is writing it I believe um I figured it might touch on this issue a little bit and when checking some preview pages I found in fact that although it doesn't address this quite as I would have hoped um it does uh it does kind of Take a stance. So in Star Wars canon now, and for those who don't know, BBY and ABY means before the Battle of Yavin. No,
0: Andor didn't explain it. We're not explaining it. Okay, fair enough.
1: We're not explaining it. Anyway, it's changed now, apparently. So the year before the Battle of Yavin is now one BBY. There's no zero BBY anymore, which I think makes complete sense. And the year after the Battle of Yavin is zero ABY. On the, the, when, once you hit a year, it goes over to one ABY. So there's no longer a zero BBY in Star Wars canon. And I think that makes a lot of sense.
0: Wow, they killed an entire year. That's ridiculous.
1: Or an entire three months, if you believe that theory. <laughs> but yeah, for me, this is the most sensible way to have it, right? Because for one, it's not an in-universe calendar system. It's something that we use. It was based on originally the Star Wars books, and I think I have one right here that has it. I think i okay, got Edge of Victory Conquest, which uh, I think has it. Yeah, so. As you can see in the original books, it didn't say, it didn't originally say BBY, ABY. It would say 77 years after, or not 77 years after, 77 years, seven or 11. That's an 11. I was going to say, what happened to 77 years after New Hope? <laughs> it says 11 years after New Hope. So it used to be after Star Wars or before Star Wars. It moved over to ABY and BBY um, to give it, I guess, greater context. Um, and yeah, I think it makes the most sense this way. what What are your thoughts on this, Corey?
0: I agree. I did a more boring Star Wars calendar video this this week. But Mm -hmm. uh, I've always supported you in this. I'm glad you're vindicated. And uh, and I I think we're all happy for you is what that comes down to. Yeah. The
1: one thing people argued, which I still don't agree with, but I agree with more is that there shouldn't even be a zero ABY because our real calendar goes from, you know, one BCE before common era to one CE. The difference is, again, this is an out-of-universe calendar, and it's explicitly in reference to um, uh, years after something. So to have something that happens a week later be one year after it just doesn't make sense for somebody reading a calendar um, out-of-universe.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I kind of prefer having zero on either side, but that's just me.
1: I just i don't think it makes sense for something to that's a year before like a year before for me like when i read a calendar i read it based on like um almost like checkpoints you know like you go over a checkpoint and then so you go over the checkpoint of one year before and then it's it it's it is that until it hits the next checkpoint you know but i I, I
0: see it as like aging in each direction right so okay uh, i see it as like okay we're we're at zero years before the battle of yavin now we're one year out before the battle of yavin in the same way that I'm 32 now, but if I were looking in an age mirror, or I'm not 32, I'm 30. Mm-hmm. But if I were looking in an age mirror, then I'd be 31, I guess. If I was going the other direction. So to me, it, it just it's more intuitive if 20 years after, like if 20 BBY and 20 ABY are exactly mm-hmm. the same amount of time before or after the Battle of Yavin. That's more intuitive. That makes more sense to me well i but mean there's also exactly
1: some- 20 bby and exactly 20 aby would be the same amount of time but I, I do i do know what you mean like if you're exactly 20 years before or exactly 20 years after then it is exactly that but i do see where you're coming from
0: there are some places where they'll describe like what we'd call zero to one as your age they say you're one that entire time so your mm-hmm. age is shifted a little bit so mm-hmm. I, I would prefer to be consistent on either side of it but
1: okay all right good good talk let's not we won't stay on this too much because I'm sure some people find this extremely boring I'm sure some people also find it very interesting You're listening to
0: a Star Wars podcast what the fuck do they expect
1: yeah let's talk let's talk about uh, let's talk about Andor. do you want to start on episode four well, did you like these as much more or less than the first three episodes I know it's kind of hard to say it seems like they're doing these kind of in three-episode arcs but yeah. what are your thoughts so far
0: I've generally liked the the Phyric stuff more than I liked the or, yeah, the Ferric stuff more than the Aldani stuff. But mm-hmm. if you were to ask me uh, two episodes into the Aldani stuff, I probably, or rather into the Ferric stuff, I probably would like what we've seen so far out of Aldani more. So
1: mm-hmm. if we're looking
0: strictly at the first two episodes of each set, I probably like episode four and five more than one and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how six compares to three is probably going to be the, the big change there, uh, or the big determining factor there. But I, I do like the the elements that Mon Mothma brings in. Yeah. Like, I like that kind of subplot and having Luthan in a bit more, though. He he wasn't in episode five. Really? He was than, in a just for a one, yeah, the scene. one scene. Uh, so I think we're probably going to get more from him in the next episode. But I, I like the B plots a lot more now. Mm mm-hmm. hmm. Yeah. About you? I, Where are you?
1: No, I, I think I agree. Episode three was so strong, it's going to be interesting to see um, whether they can, uh, whether whether they can kind of meet that meet those expectations. I, mm-hmm. I hope so. Um, but yeah, Coruscant was good. I really like Coruscant. Feels a lot different in this show um, versus the prequels. Something I've seen a lot of people talk about, and I think it's on purpose because you know it's like we're in Coruscant now. When it's Imperial Center, it's not like the glittering jewel of the Republic anymore. Well, Even though like arguably it wasn't that at the end of the prequels. Now it's like. Yeah.
0: Whenever we've seen it in the movies before, it's like we're spending time with the Jedi High Council, the mm-hmm. Ch- Supreme Chancellor, and we're where we are now. It seems like she lives in like, uh, sorry, Cyril and his mom live in the works or something. So mm-hmm. it it makes more sense that it's not going to be quite as glitzy as looking out the window at five hundred Republica or something. Mm-hmm. So I I think it I think it really works what the show's doing with it. It's still. Really cool yeah. environment I think
1: it looks good yeah and we get to see Star um, Wars
0: cereal so what else could you want
1: yeah yeah we saw cereal we've seen uh earlier on we saw the uh the the, the takeout noodles um yep. it's been a blue cereal, saw, blue
0: milk blue noodles
1: I, I have not seen to be too many people talking about this but there's a mayluron in this episode as well from uh I think that was first in the rebels I don't remember if maybe may Luron's were in the Clone Wars as well may Luron? remember' that little they the little fruit there was an episode where like Harris and um Hmm. Sends the, the gang out to find me Lurons on uh, Lothal, I think.
0: I don't remember that. Yeah. Oh sure, uh, I shit. I, I remember like market stuff. Yeah, it was, was it also stuff. in Bad Batch? Was that apparently what uh was, what Omega? Apparently
1: uh yeah, I th- I think it was in Bad Batch. Apparently it actually came from uh I'm on the Wikipedia page, apparently it was in Wedge's Gamble as well. So
0: Alright, yeah. we gotta do a reread of Wedge's Gamble now.
1: Yeah. I, I would I would be happy to. Right, who's but, gonna get um, to the
0: clip first? <laughs> well, I I I was thinking about doing what I made on I'm like, are people gonna care about that? I don't know, maybe. But um See my I I try to ask my th- myself that question, but then I'm so off on everything. I just do it anyways, and sometimes mm. the shit that I think is gonna be no one's gonna care about this, but then everyone does. And then the stuff mm-hmm. that I think, oh everyone's gonna love this, then mm-hmm. no one does. So like People so didn't want to learn about R2's girlfriend.
1: Yeah, I thought that one would do well.
0: Me too, especially cuz I blurred the thumbnail a bit. It was suggestive. Was
1: that from the uh the Great Heap? Yeah. Where they've got the uh the droid uh, harem? The harem. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've been trying <laughs> to watch droids and Ewoks jerking
1: each other's little fucking with their what are they called yeah. those little hands they got? The, the yeah.
0: grappling arm or not gra- grappling arm, the interface arm. Yeah. Yeah, but. I I
1: did a video a while ago on I think it was on the great heap, so I was just like, I'm gonna sit down and just watch it.
0: Yeah, and I don't regret it. I can't like I like droids a lot more than Ewoks. I don't know if that's a if that's a hot take, but Ewoks no, is I don't think so. almost unwatchable. <laughs> droids you can kind of appreciate for the it, it's just silly enough, but it's it's got a bit more to it. It's got A wings in it. It's
1: got no. I agree. Ewoks also has if you're listening right now, Ewoks has also one of the strangest theme songs of all time. Yeah. Have you ever you ever heard it before. It's like
0: it, uh, it was stuck in my head for about 3 months and it's just left. No. No.
1: No. stop, stop okay. it.
0: Stop it. I No. It it just left and I I can't remember it right now and as soon as I remember it, I'm going to go back. E- 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 stop e- it. E- I swear to god, no, I will hang up this call right now.
1: Oh yeah. no oh. <laughs> it's
0: God, God, damn damn it. It was up to do it I can come back from this still please don't do it anymore do, 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 Andor, and or and or and or <laughs> uh they've got fruit they've got blue cereal blue milk there was blue milk and non blue milk in this one from the Drace. there was
1: de- there was depression, which was cool yeah, glad that's, that's canon now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is this gonna be like the the whole breast article on Wikipedia as well, where it's <laughs> depression and <laughs> appears in Andor yeah. episode five, uh, star Any, by star
1: traitor. Anything with art, or anything with C three PO. No, that's the anxiety article. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I think I think uh, C three PO is a little bit depressed.
1: I'd say often he is. Like not when he's like. I think most of his time when, in the prequels, he was probably pretty happy
0: Like if i if i go to wikipedia right now and i look for alcoholism does that exist nope god why why is breast still the top trend it's always the top trending search in wikipedia it's breast thrawn andor revan darth Vader, yoda sith and darth are, are you sure you're top. not
1: looking at the others like you also viewed
0: no i'm looking at top trending searches in wikipedia yeah
1: okay oh that's uh, because i see luthan Monmouth but canary and Scara for some reason
0: well that's uh i'm on the like the search page ah okay not top trending pages top trending searches
1: so people people be looking up titties basically
0: yeah maybe by my referencing it like five minutes before or five seconds before enough people went and searched it up to to skew that but i don't know
1: I i don't know about that
0: i don't think we have quite that that reach yet no but the how have you been feeling about uh Cyril here do you do you have any ideas any theories on uh which which character uncle harlow is going to turn out to be
1: i mean i definitely thought he was somebody in the empire for sure um but i don't know i kind of i expected cyril to be kind of born and raised in this corporate uh kind of system so His mom being on Coruscant was a bit of a surprise to me, and I'm kind of I'm kind of not sure. Um, But yeah, I think if anything, Harlow might be he could be someone was like maybe he's like the used car salesman in the family. But I think he's probably someone who actually has a little bit of power. But I don't know. What are your thoughts?
0: I so I got the feeling that like his family probably moved to Coruscant. Mm -hmm. Like his mom, maybe his uncle was there for some other posting before. Maybe came mm-hmm. up in the Clone Wars or something and then she moved in there and that's I mean, why they're that's, so gung-ho on fair. the Empire.
1: That uh, makes sense.
0: Because
1: 'cause she's got a pretty decent apartment as well. I mean yeah. considering like how bad it could be on Coruscant. You know, she's probably pretty Yeah.
0: I, I had the feeling that they were in kind of the government housing kind of situation.
1: I mean, I don't know. Like they could see the sun, um which like occasionally, at least, I think that means they're at least like, I don't think they're rich or well off or maybe like lower middle class. Like, they're not in like the Corusante slums. Like, yeah. you know what I mean?
0: I mean, the part of the problem is we have literally no frame of reference for what a normal person's house looks like in Star Wars, especially on one of these kinds of planets. Like, we have yeah, Outer yeah. Rim, yes, but like Coral, where it's
1: giant. Uh, Dan- We've got Dantooine, where it's a giant like estate for each of the families. And then you have um Kagatan's
0: a hole in the desert.
1: Yeah. And then Kalkataran's father's house, which is massive enough that there's the a whole level. Um, so in Dark Forces too. So I don't know. And anytime they said anytime they said Uncle Harlow, I just kept thinking of Uncle Hawko as if Rune <laughs> Hockey was, <the, laughs>
0: was the Uncle. <laughs> like I didn't know he made it off Mustafar, good for him. <laughs> for whatever reason, whatever they say Uncle Harlow, I've been picturing decks he's gonna, he's be, getting a job at dex's diner
1: that would be epic right next to the uh the, the skater lady and the server droid
0: well his so what happened is the server droid was actually his mom's like his grandparents droid growing up so his mom thinks of her as her sister and then mm-hmm. Dex married that droid making him making dex Cyril's uncle. I think I cracked it
1: I think you cracked it. Did you know the waitress at Dex's diner's name is Hermione or Hermione
0: uh, I from Harry know Potter?
1: That. Yeah. The blonde one. Like, I think she skates around. I can't remember, but.
0: Uh, you died. might be thinking of Rosie from uh, the Jetsons. Uh,
1: maybe. No. I mean, no. Not
0: thinking of Rosie from the Jetsons. <laughs> As you often do. Actually, no. I'm
1: looking at the. She She made it to one of the visual guys, and she doesn't. Uh, yeah, she doesn't have. She just has
0: boots on, so it's too bad for her. Yeah. So, do you think, uh, do you think Cyril's going to end up back in Imperial service? Do you think he's going to end up with the Rebellion? Do you think he's going to end up in like civilian job from this? It's, it's got to be I, his uncle's got to be like working for the Empire in some capacity.
1: Yeah, I I think what might happen is the Imperial ISB agent. Uh, I forget her name. I think that she's going to continue kind of trying to get her claws into the situation and she might somehow find him like that. He has firsthand knowledge or she might read the reports or something and be like, Hey, like maybe there's more to it. And I do think it's funny how everyone's like, Oh, the never seen the empire so competent when like they're not competent at all here, like in a way, like on the ground. Sure. But the ISB is completely ignoring the fact that there actually is a rebellion coming. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, so you you're thinking that Deidre is going to Deidre, find yeah. Cyril and kind of appeal to his uh I guess his idealistic belief in the empire and get mm-hmm. him on board him in this. Like yeah, I, I can't see Uncle Harlow so. not being imperial in some way like getting him back yeah, in the power structure there. Like mm-hmm. the the term starfuckers kind of coming to mind of not exactly star. star but like Oh yeah yeah. yeah where it, it's more like power cog, instead of star cog fucker yeah exactly yeah yeah
1: yeah i can see it They're kind of like mon Motha's husband yeah do you think is he just like a stay-at-home dad or because initially i thought when in episode three i was like okay or no it was episode four rather i was like it seems to me like he kind of could be integrated into the empire himself but now it just kind of seems like he's a member of, like, high society.
0: Yeah, it, like, I think his position is more just consort, like Social senator or, consort, yeah. where Chandrilla seems to be, like, a very traditional, hierarchical kind of situation, where mm-hmm. Mon Mothma's appointment as senator either came from her background or comes with some other expectations mm-hmm. about how they operate than in almost mm-hmm. royal family-esque way. And then Perrin, because they, they got married super young, like, 16, I think, in... They're weird Chandrilan customs of arranging yeah, marriages saw that, that yep. happen right away. So uh so yeah, it seems like he's just he's his job is doing functionary stuff, uh, just being at those events and he likes the company. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Company being Slymore and ours Dangle.
1: Yeah, kind of a shame we missed out on that uh dinner party. Uh, but it looks like we've got another one coming up anyway um
0: did we miss it did it did they say it already yeah it answered? happened it oh, happened damn. yeah i missed that yeah
1: so did i i mentioned it in my review and a bunch of people commented but i wasn't super excited anyway because i, I think we knew there was going to be slime more there and uh, what's his name um Massameda. but Mas- oh. oh yeah ars danger rather was masameda too? maybe i think she said the grand vizier which uh, i think is
0: no it was something about she did mention something about the grand vizier uh, oh, sorry, okay. Grand Vizier, but uh, I don't oh, is think. is that how you say it? Vizier? That's how she said it. I think. Oh, okay. But it was more that was like vizier. that. But yeah. it is. Uh, don't let Mon Mothma tell you otherwise. But I, I th- there was something mentioned about it, but I don't think it was that he'd be there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I wasn't that excited because you could see the guest list and people, people did their thing and they were all just basically crew members for the names. Okay. So, like, seeing Sly Moore like, kind of cool, but like, uh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, even if uh, even if the guest list was just crew members on that, they could have had different characters in the actual scene. Normally, yeah. they wouldn't do that, but yeah, that's true. But that now means all those carefully people are made. So, yeah. so there's Wikipedia or Wikipedia articles for all of them, I'm sure now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: How do you feel about the fact that Mon keeps getting used as like a, a name on its own? I've never been comfortable with that with people calling her Mon. It has to be Mon Mothma.
1: Everybody in that whole scene in Revenge of the or Return of the Jedi to me was always just so weird. Um like that the, like the for one, I always saw the Mon Calamari as looking like old men because they wear those like partially because of like the striped pants that they're wearing and like there's just something about admiral akbar in the i'm just trying to look at a picture to see exactly so yeah there's something about admiral akbar in the original movie that just screams like i'm a 70 year old man um
0: yeah it's the, the loose jowls
1: that's probably it too and it's just like i don't know it's just like the, the like the, the hospital white he's wearing <laughs> i don't know but um it's it, I, I honestly kind of felt like there was always something really cool and weird about all the alliance people. Uh, there's like also lots of aliens. You can see like the Trellians and others. Uh, oh, it's also Admiral Ackbar's chair as well. But um, but like I, I almost felt like the the alliance high command we see is kind of like a their version of the uh, we see like the Emperor's uh, posse as well. So, I always thought that they were weird. And yeah, I, I kind of the same way in that I always imagined Mon was some sort of like title. Like Mon Mothma was like, I, I don't know, like Moth, like same with like Moth, you know what I mean? Um, so, it it is a bit weird as well. Yeah.
0: I don't know that I ever thought of it as a title. Like maybe did. Yeah, I but you weren't did, six. It, okay, that was very aggressive. But yeah. I, I, I don't know if I thought of it as like, mon mothma as one name or if i thought of mon as a title or mm-hmm. if i thought it was kind of the reverse where like mon was the family name and mothma was the, the given name i don't know it, i could i could i don't think i could even get behind people calling her mothma it has to be mon mothma it bothers me when that happens in the books bothers me in the shows if she says it it's going to bother me the subtitles do it it bothers me Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why Mon Mothma, Mon Calamari, they all got along. I've solved it, it once again.
1: They did a great job with the casting, Genevieve O'Reilly, especially yeah. considering she was originally cast eight or what, 20, almost almost. I mean, she probably was cast like nearly 20 years ago. Yeah. The movie came out in 2005. I mean, she was probably cast in like 2000 2000- and whenever. So they got lucky with her. Um, yeah. But I guess I guess the age pretty much works out the same as well. So um I mean not quite. She's aged more in real life than she has in yeah. but yeah.
0: But I mean once you have Andor already, what do you Yeah.
1: She was also made to look Everyone's older. ages
0: are just out the window.
1: Yeah, did we talk about that? There's some fuckery going on with Andor's age as well cuz at first it seemed like they retconned his age. Now, I mean, it's hard to tell cuz he also seems to be lying quite a bit. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, one line did kind of stand out to me in this episode where mm-hmm. I think it was Skeen that told him, like, that, like, made a mention of the kids, as in the other people that are with them,
1: like mm-hmm. Nemec.
0: And uh, if Andor, it, like, Cassian isn't supposed to be that old under any timeline, really. Like, it seemed like they were going more writing that line based off Diego Luna's actual age rather than Andor's age but that that his age is up in the air either way
1: well i mean the only thing we know for for certain is that the the shots where he goes into the cruiser, or the down ship take place before the clone wars yeah uh probably a year or two before the clone wars mm-hmm. um which is 22 at bby he looks to me it it's hard to say because when it comes to kids, like there's like literally a, a, like a five year gap on either side where like they'll just call it because no one really cares. You can cast yeah. a ten year old as like a as a seven year old or a thirteen year old as a ten year old and they'll I mean you have Dawson's these-
0: Creek where they're all thirty-five and playing sixteen year olds, so and every that's other I, show from the nineties.
1: <laughs> that's why I always liked Degrassi, because Degrassi didn't do that. They get kids to play the kids, and it's just seems more real. But anyway, um yeah, I, I, so he's at least his age there, plus, you know, the Clone Wars, plus maybe a year or two.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah. The, either way, the I Nemec in them can't be that much younger. So it, it was a bit of a weird Well, I mean,
1: Cassian like, could be like...
0: 25?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe a little older, right?
0: Like it... It, the, the down trend could to be, be 17 almost 17 years before, and like there's no way he's younger mm. than five.
1: Oh, right? no! I, like, so I, I asked Kelsey, I was like, What do you guess? The age, he appears to guess be 10. Was, yeah, I, like he's 10 or older, like the yeah. actor has got to be 10 or older, but yeah. again, it's like they could say he's meant to be seven there, and it's like, yeah. Okay, like, yeah, no fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. enough,
0: yeah, yeah, fair enough,
1: yeah, fair enough, because. I mean, Diego Luna, like, like, I, I think like late 20s in this show and then early 30s in Rogue One, um, like that makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So do you think the. Is he a colonel lieutenant, the base commander guy? What oh, right? I think they said colonel. So do you think he's being a bit too cute with how he uh, with how he did the scheduling there, where he kind of pushed I, them I into don't. complaining? Like, could he, he have I just gotten away know. with giving them the reduced schedule and not making a big deal out of it?
1: I think he wants plausible deniability because I think he wants to do more damage. Right. Like, like it seemed because I was wondering that exact same thing. So, for those who haven't seen the episode for whatever reason, they're planning this big heist uh, on this imperial facility, and there's kind of a weak spot. Um, and the the guy who's working for the empire, yeah. uh, their their mm-hmm. mole he kind of sets it up so it looks like he wants to station more troops in there, which would make the heist obviously much more difficult. And then the troopers are like, no, please, there's this big meteorological event. We really want to go see it. What?
0: Um, Sorry. Sure. I, I just got the notification for the uh for the drinking stream on X2 and I barely <laughs> just called it drinking stream with a thumbnail. that, just I, made of, that I made of, that you thumbnail. Did that? Yeah. Okay. yeah, I did
1: that. Nice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I was sorry. like, I know you're busy. I made you a thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the title of the stream is also just <laughs> yeah, stringing stream. Nice. Okay. No,
1: no. But anyway, he is yeah. lieutenant. He might be a lieutenant. Um. But yeah.
0: I don't know. I I thought like he he already has the authority to make the to make the schedule as sparse as he wants. He could have just started with the sparse schedule, not played the mm-hmm. trick of like, oh, you. You haven't painted the thing yet. You all got to work. Nah. And no one would have been the wiser. But
1: I think that's fair. It's just maybe an extra little bit of, you know, extra little bit of deniability. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I It's just it maybe that's why I'd get voted out on Survivor. I'm not willing to go that extra mile of double bluffing there. Fair enough. But, um, yeah, so you think they're going to... Obviously the, the heist starts tomorrow or not tomorrow starts next episode. And then that's what I wanted to ask you it. as well. Cause I, I think Is that's it, where we're going.
1: Yeah. I, I was going to, did I, did I ask you that? Like I, I cause there's that shot of the arrestor cruiser. Um, and it seems like it's weird because in the trailers, you can see the event that's going on. Like you can right. see him flying the ship. It also looks like there's going to, he's going to be stealing a tie fighter at one point. Um, so I actually wouldn't be surprised if next episode was a bit of a departure, sort of like episode three was in a way in that almost the entire episode takes place on that planet and is the heist. And I think mm-hmm. I think fans will be very happy with that. And I mean, I was initially a little bit critical of the episode format. You know, I there was an article from The Rolling Stone, I believe and it was like the curse of the 12 hour TV show. Where it's like a tv show you know the tv format's been so successful for a reason simply chopping a 12-hour movie or an eight-hour movie up into 12 parts you know there's some weakness there but i really like the way they've been doing these three episode arcs same and and i think i think it's going to really pay off with the next one
0: like one of the things with uh with obi-wan and with book of boba fett is that uh they they kind of both got criticized for being a slow burn and then people tended to pick up more of them on the end Yep. at the end or be more forgiving of some of the other production uh not issues but uh mm-hmm. some of the production value stuff in those later parts because it was starting to have a climax whereas Andor even though it is the longest show it's using that time to set up these smaller arcs really well and mm-hmm. so like some of these B plots can be a slower burn but they're able to spread those out over more episodes so like the even though we've kind of finished the Ferrix stuff on its own, we do have that continuing in with uh, what Deidre's doing, what Karn's doing and seeing. Yeah, we're uh, definitely going back there. I yeah, think, seeing but... the garrison be set up. I assume like the last arc is probably going to be back on Ferrix or something for. I don't yeah, think it's going to be the third. I think it'll be the fourth.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure, actually. Um, it seems like there's going to be some sort of revolution, but um, it, it's definitely interesting and i I think you're right and that's the fact that these arcs work so well is because it's it's the best writing of probably any like actual character writing of any star wars show i think by far um it's pulling off like making these background characters interesting and one thing that i'm very happy with and i've been talking about this a lot on on my videos is how the dispute within the the rebel group was handled um there's this dispute where cassian unbeknownst to the group, is not a pure manifesto writing rebel, although we kind of know he'll give his life for the rebellion later. Yeah. Um, he's in it for the money. He is also, we know, he has yeah. also been fucking with the Empire, and he does it because he hates the Empire. Yeah, um, we know he's
0: leaving out some stuff there in his conversation with Skihan. Exactly.
1: We would It would have been very frustrating if they had taken an episode to have the group tear itself apart because of you know, Diego, or because of Cassian not telling the full story, especially where we do know that he is a rebel at heart. So if it had been a whole thing where um, Arval is like he hates Cassian and they hadn't worked it out, then that would have been really frustrating. However, the show did the smart thing, and not only did it bring it up, it dealt with it, I think, in a realistic way, and Cassian also got ahead on things and was like, listen, I'm here for money, like, deal with it or don't. Yeah. And I thought that was that was really refreshing because sometimes TV shows. Well, my one of my least favorite tropes is like the we're not going to we're going to fight because I haven't communicated properly.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it is setting up really well the kind of difference in why Cassian's there and everyone else. Where like Cassian is still very clearly not fighting for something; he's fighting against it. And mm-hmm. I think we're going to get more of what he's fighting for either in this season or in the next. Where, like, I think that's how his sister will start to come back into play a bit more. I don't know that mm-hmm. his sister will come back up in season one. Like, we haven't had a mention of that ever since the first episode where that's who he was looking for. Mm-hmm. But obviously, the flashbacks were setting up both how he got taken in by Marva, but also uh, his family dynamics, I guess. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like we're definitely going to get more of that, and I think that'll tie into more him building up a reason to fight for something, because Nemec is currently the one that's serving for the, laying out what new world we're trying to build, rather than just, I hate the Empire because they suck.
1: Yeah, he's the, uh, he's like the Marxist on campus.
0: Yeah, we get Nemec plus Mon Mothma for that. Yeah. I, I
1: read an interesting theory, which I don't think holds water, but it makes sense. People were saying, is it possible that Luthen is Vell's father? And they do have different last names. We do know their last names. It's Luthen Rail and Vel Sartha, I believe is her name. Um, they look somewhat similar. Uh, Luthen seems very, very nervous about what's going on, like almost a little more so. And... I will say the way that he kind of lectured her on being a leader did kind of remind me of of the way a parent would kind of try to teach their children like, you know, tough love in a tough moment Um, when he's like, you want to I thought you wanted to lead. Uh, I don't think that's the case, but I thought it was an interesting uh, theory.
0: I I don't think it I don't think that's true. I I don't think I think that would have been hinted at a bit more strongly in his scenes with Mon Mothma about what's at risk and everything.
1: Mm-hmm. where it seemed like Good he was point.
0: focusing more on the risk to himself or the group as a whole rather than the idea that he had like someone that close to him in the group and mm-hmm. like i i think part of that just comes from any new character being introduced being like theorized that they're related to anyone else in any way like i saw vel as luthan's daughter i saw vel as mon mothma and perrin's daughter being thrown around which that one made less sense to me. Just, yeah but yeah <laughs> Well, after the mention of like, oh, Mon Mothma has a daughter and we hadn't seen her yet. So I think that just turned into yeah. going for whatever. Uh,
1: um, someone in chat I says, can you also talk about Vel and Sinta? It's just like, that's the case where like, there's not really a fan theory here. The show says they're banging pretty much like they're in some relationship. They're sharing, they say sharing blankets and then, you are yeah,
0: if you're. If you're... Wondering what her situation is there. She's already sharing a blanket or whatever, if that's what you're thinking. Yeah. She's already sharing a blanket if that's what you're thinking. And when Vel... I don't think I don't think they're asking what they're up to like sexually. I think oh, what they're what they're yeah, doing they're not for the going plan. With the strike team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of interested in both, but, but unless what you're suggesting right now is like clearly what they're doing during this plan is they're just going off and banging.
1: Yeah. I really like the moment though where where when Vel is discovered to have kind of hidden a little bit of Cassian story, they, uh, what's his name? Cinta right away. And she's like, I didn't know either. Oh, that was good. But uh, yeah, I, am I'm, I'm kind of curious about what they could be doing. Um, I think it's possible that they are trying to destroy the, uh, the thing we saw some, like, I forget where we see imagery of it being destroyed. Um, I forget there was something, but, maybe it was like a hologram. i don't know i think it's possible they're trying to set charges or something or okay. i i don't know yeah
0: yeah I-, I-, I assumed they were scouting but uh maybe we'll get more explicit thing with that yeah. it's unclear yet well it
1: says though i i think it's don't they say we'll meet you afterwards like after the mission i thought they, they said had a thing to
0: do i was a bit unclear on with the timeline for that because he was like what are you guys do with- doing and I think was like, that was about, worry about it. they had to do that that night and then they were going to link up the next day. I don't know if that would be linking up before or during the heist though. I mean
1: when they were uh, when they were doing their their gun drill or their marching drills, yeah. they weren't in it and he asks, "What are you guys doing?" But maybe he maybe they were talking about. Yeah.
0: Well, they're getting in a different way, they have to be because like the guys are apparently just walking in. So Well, yeah, they're
1: going to be recruits. And we yeah. can actually see a little bit of that in one of the trailers. I'm trying to Pull it open now, but one of the trailers does show Cassian and them kind of standing um with Imperial stuff on. I'm just looking.
0: Yeah. I mean Cassian said that was his strategy for doing any of this. Like he's the one who walk told right in, Yeah, they're so fat and stupid, they just walk right in.
1: Yeah. So okay, I, I got two questions. For one, how many people are surviving? And two. Three. three okay, so who's dying then?
0: Nemec absolutely dies. Skeen okay. dies to save Cassian.
1: Okay, I might have his name
0: wrong. Do I have his name wrong? Is it Skeen or is it something else? Um,
1: it's no, it's Skeen. It's Arvel Skeen. Okay, yeah. I think um, okay. I think
0: he probably dies to save Cassian. I don't think there's any chance that Nemec gets out alive because like the young idealist has to die. Uh, I I think Sinta and Vel survive.
1: I think there's a very, very real chance it's only Cassian getting out. Um, and, like, like I, I think there might be the opportunity... Because I'm, I'm just kind of looking at the trailers now, and it's kind of interesting to look at the trailers and see, like, okay, what's missing and what's left. Like, I'm looking at the first... Uh, uh, like, Like, I'm thinking... Maybe there's an opportunity because we see there's a shot where Cassian's getting in a tie fighter, and you can see the sky is all well, like the the events beginning. I'm kind of wondering whether he has the opportunity to escape by himself or take the harder opportunity to escape with the uh, with the the information. He chooses the information, but I'm also looking at the, the the official trailer, and there is a scene where you can see him and the four guys uh, standing with the uniform on, and obviously the women aren't there, so.
0: Well, Cinta and Vel have to be alive at least long enough to get married,
1: because we know that? what
0: happens to Cinta afterwards. What's that? They get married, and then Cinta becomes Cinta Vel. You know where I'm going with this? We've seen another show with someone who marries a Cinta Vel after the fact.
1: No, I. She I becomes don't know. the
0: new canon version of Cintas Vel, Boba Fett's wife.
1: Okay. <laughs> You you took me somewhere I wasn't expecting. I'll admit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm looking at the the trailers, and there is some interesting stuff in here. Like we I see uh there's also a shot of Miro, Deborah, uh, De, it's Deidre, right?
0: Deidre, yeah,
1: yeah. There's a shot of her on Ferrix with Death Troopers, and there's more of an Imperial presence. Um, there's like actually Stormtroopers walking by, or actually they're Clone Troopers walking by, um, which is odd. Yeah, there's clone troopers walking by she's got death troopers um i think the
0: death trooper scene that's on Ferrix, right yeah that's isn't that what i said sorry okay Sorry, i missed you saying that
1: yeah um i don't
0: pay attention to you that often
1: it's okay so yeah very kind of uh very curious about kind of where the show is going and not much not a lot of hints either and then of course there's that shot with luthan um where he's destroying the uh the the arrestor cruiser I'm kind of wondering if that's going to fit into the heist like is he going to be providing cover like if the mission goes wrong well he's Um,
0: the one thing we know he's doing is monitoring all these communications or whatever so is he just mm going to kind of get worried at the end and fly over to help Mm -hmm. extract because he's not able to handle the heat at that point or I don't know
1: one thing that's also interesting is in that scene he's shooting down what looks like a thai bomber but is actually not it's like one of those thai shuttles that looks yeah. exactly like a thai bomber but doesn't have the bomb shoot um so that's interesting
0: yeah the kind that uh i think that was in our tabletop campaign that charlie blew up with uh with a stick he threw at it
1: <laughs> oh yeah Ep- epic moment um an- another question that kind of came up after this episode they talk about an imperial um Oh, there's more. You can see a bit of the heist at the end of this trailer as well. Anyway, they talk about the an Imperial Engineering Officer going to Ferex. Do you think that's someone we know? Is that or is that a new character? Uh,
0: Imperial Engineering
1: Officer from Coruscant is what they say.
0: I don't think it'd be an existing character for that. Is there someone you have in mind for it?
1: I mean, Krennic is like the Engineering Officer, but... I believe at one on one opportunity they also describe him as young. I'm not positive on that. But Krennic um, would
0: already be involved with the Death Star, right? Like, he, that's kind of his deal. And we know that the Death Star stuff is already going on, and they've mentioned Scarif. So I don't yes, think Krennic would be pulled away for that.
1: That's a good point. But, I mean, he would be an engineering officer. Like, that he would, would be, be his kind he- of
0: it feels like they're talking about like a much lower rank person than krennic i
1: agree super Uh, high up there yeah i mean unless there's something else going on on aldani like it could be uh like that that could be because they talk about how it's kind of in the middle of nowhere and close to everything like maybe it's a maybe they're using it to ship parts for the death star or something um i mean again i i don't think it is krennic but i wouldn't be shocked uh, it could also be uh, uh, Galen Erso too, but again, I don't think that's, I don't think that's likely. I think that's less likely. Yeah. Um,
0: I don't know. It, it To me, it'd feel like, unless they clarify a bit more on what's going on and why it's important, that if it were gay, like it has to be something very important if it's Galen or Krennic, especially Krennic.
1: Well, and- I just think the fact that they've met, like they're hinting at this. And I think it's important because they also show the engineering shuttle actually arrived, too. Did you catch that? Yeah, yeah. You can see it. Now it's not a. It's another point against Krennic is it's not Krennic special shuttle type. The uh, the pointy one. It's just a regular Lambda. But
0: yeah, like they we know that they were doing the just the inspection though. It it sounds like it's a more routine thing rather than a high Mm -hmm. level project thing. It doesn't seem like anything that they're building on the planet is that important. Even if the planet is an important distribution, or uh, an important kind of hub. Yeah, no,
1: I, I agree with that. I just want to claim I'm right if it happens. Okay,
0: fair <laughs> enough. I mean, you uh, you were right about Luke, and I thought it would be Cal, so. Or no, did you I, really I think... thought it would. Who did I yeah, say? No. Charlie said Cal. Yeah,
1: did Charlie you said, say, like, um... Star Killer? <laughs> yeah, you probably, you probably said Starkiller. No, Star I think Cal. I said Ezra. Yeah, I think you said Ezra. Okay.
0: Yeah. I
1: felt really certain it was going to be Luke, but. I thought I thought the most likely after Luke was someone we don't know. Yeah. Nope. Hmm. Anything else you want what to chat want- about? Nope. Um, a really good two good episodes. I'm just trying to think yeah. of other kind of main talking points. If there's
0: well, episode- if uh, if you were to take the series now, assuming episode Episode 6 lives up to episode 3, doesn't blow it away, doesn't drop super far beneath it, and that's the end of the season. Where is Andor ranking for you in the pantheon of live-action shows so far?
1: Probably right after Mando season 1, I think. Uh, Because for me, I think my ranking would be Mando season 1... Andor very close i i think when andor is actually out it might beat mando but if we were just to end next episode i think there'd be kind of a lack of payoff uh, okay um, so
0: yeah uh, like assuming that there weren't plot threads somehow hanging because it's obviously a twice as long season but like the overall quality so far and
1: yeah i the show see like i really love the serialized version of mando where it's like a western and, yeah and it's like adventures of the week I, I really love that so that would be first and then i think I think this and then I think Mando season 2 and the first three are very 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 close then Book of Boba Fett and then uh Kenobi. And if we were to put uh cartoons in there or animated I guess, uh I would probably put after Andor Rebels very very close and then after um Mando season 2 maybe after Book of Boba Fett I'd put Clone Wars. Which would be Where's controversial, I know. Uh that's hard. I forgot about Bad Batch. Bad Batch had a better first season than Clone Wars. I don't think I think Bad Batch is going to be better on a per episode basis. Um, but I think it might not be quite as good overall if that makes sense. Yeah. Um so I probably put it below Clone Wars, I guess.
0: Okay. I I think uh Andor for me is solidifying itself in number one. Nice Even at that point. I like, I was I was pretty much there after episode three uh it's not that i i think the the style of it and the tone of it just i like that more than mando
1: that's totally fair it's
0: they're especially season one
1: i think they complement each other so well though um mando in the show where like they offer pretty much the exact opposite thing but they're both very high quality like mando is like the dialogue not that important it's a lot about feeling it's a lot about cool locations and cool yeah. characters and you know see the underground stuff it's not meant to be realistic i think it works out with that this is the complete opposite
0: yeah one thing that has kind of annoyed me a little bit is seeing people say like oh now every star wars show this should be what every star wars show is and i think that's the wrong thing to take away like my I agree my hope with all the announcements of tv shows that we had back in the day was that we were going to get a bunch of different styles and genres and uh, I think like if you're talking purely quality bar, then sure, I'd love everything to live up to to Andor, but I think Mando yeah. does that, even if it's not I a show I yeah. like as much as uh, Andor for what it's doing. And I think like there's some benefits that Andor has visually from the fact that it is a bit more mundane in what it's showing, like the the environments are things that you can film real world a bit more believably. Yep. And mm-hmm. I think I mentioned it last time, like if if tython wasn't tython then where they filmed tython would have been fine and man or Andor can get away with that because of these unknown locations but if mando did that for everything then it'd be the same kind of letdown that tython was to me uh yeah yeah
1: no i i agree i think that's a good point what i would say again i don't want every show to be like this but i would i would like if there was always a show always a show like this you know what i mean like after I want there to be another Andor after Andor. like right. whether it's yeah. the exact same, like uh, maybe not, you know, rebel era spies, but like something like this. Like I think the rogue, the, the um, rogue squadron show having a tone like this could be really interesting and a lot different than what people are expecting, which is, you yeah. know, like a bombastic fighter uh, movie.
0: Yeah, and I think like uh, Mando and Book of Boba Fett, even though they're kind of running concurrently with each other and are a bit more tied in. Do show mm-hmm. that they're willing to go back to the same style for a show. uh, Like once one isn't going on. And yeah. same thing with like Rebels, Clone Wars, Tales of the Jedi, Bad Batch. I think those are all kind of in the same family, even if there's some differences there. Uh I just don't want everything to be on and being the same thing.
1: Totally agree. Yeah, totally agree.
0: I don't know where I'd put Kenobi in with all that. I almost feel like it's kind of the it is to Andor what Book of Boba Fett is to Mando where it's. A bit more in the same style but not executed quite as well mm-hmm. yeah I, I agree with that
1: kind of funny you mentioned book of o Fett because i've been re-watching it and i feel like the first three episodes of book of both Fett are exceptionally well um executed actually um i mean there are issues maybe too much in the way of flashbacks but like i thought they did great especially the 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 one with the train heist and then I, I think they almost tried to do too much where they, they went too, too much Mando and you know, there was just not a long enough season to justify moving away for that long. Mm-hmm. But uh, when it comes to Kenobi, yeah, I, I agree where definitely tried to take this tone. Um, I think in book of Boba Fett, the issue was more with story where that was kind of a little bit missing and Kenobi, right. it was just kind of, for me, it felt like it was just execution overall.
0: Yeah. Uh okay, I think that's that's uh gonna cover episodes four and five, I think. Anything else you wanna get to before we get to questions?
1: We're living in it's very exciting to have a Star Wars show this good come out. I feel like this this is the show, this and Mando season one are the two shows for me that have really justified kind of the prom or fulfilled the promise of Star Wars on TV. And yeah. Mando season two it was it was great as well.
0: And Rebels. I mean those are all good.
1: Yeah, and Rebels.
0: Then Kenobi was okay, but Boba Fett was okay. Yeah. Uh, one Wars two thousand three is
1: getting no love.
0: <laughs> oh, in droids we already talked about that today. Ewoks. Yeah, I all mm, gems. Mm, 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 mm. I swear to God, man. Better fucking stop. <laughs> all right, our first question. Is from Adam who says, Dark readings. Do either of you think it's kind of a waste how Andor is focusing on the ISP but not using Yolaren as a character, or do you think that the ISP members we're getting are only a small part of the leadership? I think it's the latter. I think having Yolaren. Yeah. don't up- think this is the leadership? Yeah, like it, it seems like a well, I think uh Partagaz is relatively high up, but like the conference room we're seeing isn't the upper management conference room. It's Partagaz no. and his subordinates in a smaller area. Yeah. I think
1: part uh, of probably has like 10 meetings with people like that a day. Like yeah. these are like, se- this is like sector one, a like 13 C and like, you know, he's got to lecture these people because and otherwise there's no real way to explain why, you know, this, this one incident is, you know, worthy of yeah. like, like, I feel like there's probably other, sorry, go ahead.
0: He mentions that other guy, Evan, the one who went to Ferrix as having mm. like six sectors or systems under his control. And there's, mm-hmm. if it's sectors, there's thousands of sectors. Yeah. So that, like, that kind of gives you a sense. And it seems like he's one of the, the higher ranking ones in that room. So that should give an idea of, like, how small scale that is. And I feel like if Yularn was there, it'd be in the category of, like, unnecessary cameos where a character's just there and makes the galaxy feel small. Whereas, like, Mon mm-hmm. Mothma, it makes sense that Mon Mothma is the person there for Mon Mothma's plot, uh, rather than trying to cover the entire galaxy and everything, like, well, I'm happier yeah. without him.
1: Yeah, I do love it. I, I really like you. I think he's an interesting character, but I agree.
0: I wouldn't be opposed to him, like showing up in some capacity later, but having him play such an active role uh, and being like the. In the position part is in, I, I don't think <laughs> that would be necessary.
1: Yeah, especially where Dedra is like, she, they say she's been there for a year, like she's pretty green, so it wouldn't make sense yeah. to have such a high ranking ISB agent or officer. Um
0: uh and on then so thank you adam but on a similar note we have one of the questions from joel who says something i think about andor that gets a bit overlooked is the amount of older experienced officers we see in the empire dealing with the younger ones it shows the mm. empire goes on both in canon and legend showing how the loss of the death star kills off a good chunk of the senior imperial leadership that gets quickly replaced by the next generation and how in canon at least the loss of the second death star leaves the empire with nothing more than the radicals and the dregs of their officer corps
1: yeah, we're gonna talk about that in a few weeks with Lost Stars. So I don't think it's worth talking about that point too much. But it's a, I do like the the different types of Imperials. Like like Dedra is not a Clone Wars Imperial like many of the older ones yeah. are. She's she's brand new. It's interesting.
0: Yeah, we're we're kind of seeing the the divide between the more experienced and the ones that are kind of just getting in. Yeah. Young and idealistic, even if their ideals are kind of questionable. Fashy. Yeah. Uh, next question comes from Christopher, who says, one thing I recently came to a realization of through the last episode was how, in canon, the ISB are basically the Space SS and the Rebels' main enemies and espionage and intrigue, while the Imperial Intelligence is just the flavor fodder. In Legends, it was the complete opposite. How do you feel about the Switch?
1: Um, I don't really agree that in Legends it was the complete opposite. Um, like, the ISB did have... Like, people think that the ISB is... And this is partial because like, if you go back to the old Imperial source book, the ISB plays a really big role and it's not also said
0: the ISB is really only in the source books. And I guess like in the wider universe that does set it up, but in stories it is a bit more intelligence.
1: Yeah, that that's, I think that's probably fair. Um, I, I guess my point is if you read the source books, the ISB is like people, people think for a while the ISB is mostly meant to root out Imperial, um, traders or turncoats. Part of that's because Lost Stars featured an ISP agent. Or not Lost Stars, um Aftermath had an ISB agent. But like a lot of what ISB did was like trying to get rebels, like trying to figure out where rebels were among the populace and doing things like re education and um so yeah, I, I think it's I I wouldn't really say it's I I, I think Callus is a pretty accurate isb agent to the source book
0: um yeah yeah, i think part of it is also just people are more likely to say isb now whereas in a lot of the stories that put people in imperial intelligence they were just saying intelligence uh because that's a a simpler catch-all rather than caring too much about specifics of any divisions or branches or whatever of government so like with armin and isan isard uh Mm -hmm. i think it is it's more just when those were written, just oh, we want someone espionage. Just say intelligence.
1: Yeah, I, I I can't even remember the difference of the. I'm looking. I'm trying to look at like one of the sheets right now. Um, yeah, I I honestly can't even remember the difference between how it how it all how it all works out. Um, to be honest, I, I guess maybe intelligence would be more for is it more that intelligence is like against an active opponent during the middle of a war or something? I'm not really, I'm not really certain. Mm-hmm. Like the source book has all of these really fancy graphics. That's like, okay, this is the Ubictorate, and under the ubiquitory is X, Y, and Z. And then this is imperial intelligence, but it's, it's all a bit. And then there's like comp as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I, I, maybe, maybe he's right. I can't remember, but the ISB they're not just, like, they're kind of operating how I expect them to, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think, like, ISB and Legends does show up in several of the novels, especially in the Imperial era. It shows up less after Endor, but, like, they're in, in... they're in Allegiance. They're in other books that I can't yeah. think of the names. Yeah, Allegiance was sure the one, one I was going to
1: They are, because that's where, like, they're the defectors, right? Um, Or what's, Judgment... what's the... Hand of judgment. Yeah, isn't that allegiance? Isn't that allegiance that's,
0: one? Uh, yeah. That's an allegiance. And because a big
1: thing about that is like when they're actually defecting, and they do have ISB officers on board. So
0: yeah. Uh, next we have. Uh, Sh- Seamus had a question about a prior debate we had on the force choking Gamorreans in Return of the Jedi, saying. Hmm. Uh, you two, especially Justin, have talked uh, about why you think Luke used a mind trick on the Gamorreans rather than force choke. Well, it's left ambiguous in Return of the Jedi. I'm confused as to why you think Luke mind tricking the guards into thinking they're being choked would be less dark side. Uh, I so didn't I, think that. Yeah, like we weren't thinking they were either getting choked or being mind tricked into being choked. We just thought there wasn't any choking involved at all, and they were just kind of being tricked into stepping back.
1: But, yeah, I th- I thought he was just commanding them out of the way. Yeah, really. Yeah, so we weren't I understand I understand why people don't, but that's just what I always thought.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like the the distinction we were making wasn't between either choking or thinking they were choking. It was either choking or just being told to step back. Uh yeah. but Seamus had another question who or sorry, about Andor. And he says, "It's been a long time since I've emailed to the show, but it's good to be back. I've not seen nice. much discussion of this online, but episode 4 of Andor had a rather explicit allegory for the Highland clearances." A big part of the Highland clearances was the massive amounts of evictions of tenant farmers in the Scottish Highlands, leading to a compelled emigration of a large portion of the Highland population, whose people were almost entirely Gaelic-speaking. Then he also mentions a lot of them going to Canada in uh, Glasgow, or going to Glasgow, and also uh, communities in Nova Scotia. Mm, that's I think, where uh, I came from. I think our first prime minister, Johnny Macdonald, actually came over from that as well. Uh, and he gives a bit more historical background and says, "My question for you then." Do you think the writers in Star Wars should include historical allegory like this more often in their stories? And if so, which historical events would you like to see the writers use to tell their messages? After all, George was inspired by the Vietnam War and Richard Nixon when he made the OT, and he used historical influences to tell his message about how democracies die in the prequel trilogy.
1: Um, I, I can't, don't really know any in particular that I'd like to see. I, I I kind of was not super familiar with the history of the Highland Clearances, even though... Yeah, that is. I mean, I that's kind of where my roots come from, uh, K. Breton. So there's the connection there. But I mean, I I, I like it. Um, it it, well, it is does seem pretty on the nose when I did some reading, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. And I'm s am shocked there's not a bunch of nerd YouTube channels complaining about how Star Wars is all political now. I wonder why that is. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I I can't think. I guess I'd like I'd like them to cover that time when. Uh, that guy got a fly in his mouth outside of, uh, was it Nebraska? And he goes, what does he say again? He's like, he gets the fly I have in no his mouth. no idea what you're talking about. You all know the one I'm talking about? He's like, goddamn flies going in my mouth. Shit. Country, <laughs> country has fucked up town. So funny. But uh, yeah, that, I'd like to see them cover that event somehow.
0: <laughs> what about the Wendy's chili finger?
1: Yeah, that could be good. Um, I'd like them to cover the uh, the fly in the bottle, the famous law case. Uh what's that called? I can't remember, but yeah, there's, there's I I don't know. I, I'm not enough of a history buff. That's a better question for you, Corey.
0: I like I I do like that there's use of historical events and allegories, and I think a lot of that depends on the particular creator involved in whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh so I I don't think there's any like specific events I'd I'd like to see other than I think the uh defenestration in Prague I think that was I think that could be funny. We kind of get that with Palpatine down the shaft, yeah, but if we can see some people getting thrown out of windows, uh that would be great. Like I, I think authors bringing their own like what's important to them and their own experiences is always important. Like I think we are going about
1: Gary Hoy when he jumped, when he jumped out the window. <laughs>
0: But I Any story is going to be better if someone has something to say with it, and if it's more rooted, then that's going to be better as well. uh so sometimes that will be from historical events, sometimes that'll be from other factors in their life. uh but like the the elements of the prequel trilogy that land. End up having a lot of those real world inspirations. The elements of the original trilogy that land have a lot of those inspirations, and that's what people tend to find relatable. So if it, the more grounded it is, even if it's like it can be different levels of obvious that uh, that it is an allegory for something related to something. Yeah. The fact that this is filmed in Scotland makes it a bit easier, and when they cast a bunch of Scottish actors for it, makes it yeah. easier to make that connection. Uh, in a book, it's a bit harder to see like the explicit connection is but a lot of those comparisons do exist in star wars whether they're intentional or not in some cases like we talked about that a bit in the new jedi order uh mm. where like i was talking about the uh kind of global political culture at the time or groups within the united states that yeah uh, kind of relate to some of the themes in the njo and i don't know if that was done intentionally by the authors but there's always going to be those connections
1: I would like to see um I want to see the the Protestant Reformation of the Jedi. Like like who's like like Martin Luther like putting the <laughs> the the <laughs> 95 or how many theses it was on the steps of the Jedi temple like
0: <laughs>
1: You like that? He's
0: just Swedish now.
1: <laughs> well, I was trying to make it like You know, I was trying to throw, um, like, an apostrophe in his last name. So, like, L-U-T-H apostrophe R, and it was, like, Martin with a
0: Y. We're already getting that, though. We're already getting Elzar Mann and his liberalization of the Jedi Order. Doesn't work, though. No? Like, I want... I guess, like, I want them...
1: There's a point where, like, the Jedi completely lost their way. Like, without turning into Sith. Like, when the Sith weren't there, the Jedi, like... Kind of like we got with the uh, Pius Deus stuff in... And legends, but more than just one entry in the Essential Guide to Warfare.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like that you just dismissed Elzar being that out of hand there. But fine, we can argue about it more. Elzar's Elzar's
1: almost never out of hand, if you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> That's why he wasn't granted the council seat. Mm-hmm. You may sit on this council. Please put on some fucking pants. <laughs> Sit only on the council, no council members. To be on the council, but to not be jerking it, it's unfair, it's unheard of. (laughs) It's an outrage!
1: Put your cock away,
0: (laughs) Master Man. Obi-Wan just shaking his head in the (laughs) corner. That's not all he's shaking.
1: I saw the funniest post on Reddit where it was like did obi-wan really have to be standing like this when when padme when padme was talking to Anakin, <laughs> Just he's
0: up on top. <laughs> Not supposed to be choking. <laughs> We're going to have such a talking to once you get on this ship. Oh, good stuff. I one thing that's always bothered me with all the mustafar stuff is like obi-wan saying, "Well then you are lost." And it's like, he already murdered the fucking group. All the kids kids. are dead. (laughs) Wasn't that a big enough sign?
1: Like, either way, there's like four Jedi left, so. Yeah. Like, what do you fucking mean?
0: Look, we need to come together. We can't be stuck in the past right now. We need to come together to rebuild the Order. We can't be playing the blame game. It was five whole minutes ago.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Live, laugh, love. Well, thank you, Seamus. Our next question... Comes from Joel, who says, and/or List, Alliance is one of the many anti-Empire groups operating at this time, along with the Partisans and Separatists. So my question is, does this mean the Alliance to the Restore of the Republic is already a thing, just not officially out in the open, or is it just the secret name of Bale and Mothma's forces? I've seen some hot debate around this topic, and curious mm, to get your good, insights on this.
1: That's a good question. I saw... Who was it? I think it was 1138 pointed out, too, that Alliance is capitalized when they have their toast, which it shouldn't be if... Uh, or no, sorry. Rebellion is capitalized. Yeah. They say for the rebellion when if it's just you know the act of rebelling, it shouldn't be. I don't. I don't know. That's a good question. I I don't know the timeline of that stuff really. I don't know if start with Starkiller's been doing.
0: Well, we know where his armor is. So.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I was kind of unsure on that. I don't know if it's referring to like the actual Rebel Alliance or if there's other like groups that are out there. Uh, I hope we get a bit of a clarification on that because it
1: we almost certainly will. I mean, there's definitely some stuff because um, we hear like how Mon Mothba and them are trying to figure out where the money goes. You know what I mean?
0: There's definitely some activities going on, but how official any of it is is TBD. Yep, TBD. All right, and finally, we have from Michael, do you think that Rogue One could basically fit in Legends if you assume Galen Erso developed only a part of the plans and that Scarif is the Abrawa in a Morriban Korriban, Moriband Korriban kind of thing?
1: Uh, is that the place where Kyle Katarn goes in episode in level one of Dark Forces?
0: Uh, I think so. It's one of the many sources of Death Star information.
1: I mean, it's not really the same. I can't remember how he gets the Death Star. Like... I've I've played Dark Forces. He kind of just walks in, shoots everyone, yeah. gets it, and leaves on his ship. Um, so it's kind of a different activity. So yeah, and everyone really...
0: died on Scarif. So unless Kyle was not mm. showing properly, I like I don't I don't think any of the major details really fit.
1: Uh... Yeah, I think the Death Star plans are also like I I don't think the mistake is intentional in Legends. Also, the thermal exhaust port. It's just like yeah, you need to exhaust your yeah. your thermals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I kind of like when it's just a necessary part of the design rather than, oh, this was put in. But oh, well, I like Rogue One enough to forgive it.
1: I guess the, the flaw is like. The thermal exhaust port shouldn't do that, <laughs> but it does.
0: <laughs> well, going. it should be. It should be an exhaust. So it should be pushing out the proton torpedo rather than sucking it in all the way to the core.
1: It's always so weird how it's like just flying and then it's like is that supposed to be the targeting computer on the proton torpedo that does that or
0: i think that so. the... I, that's what i've always thought that's why i thought the yeah. t- computer was necessary otherwise you just down the hole but
1: oh well yeah i don't know maybe there's like a Eugene vong miniature black hole in there
0: uh and michael also asks do you think it's worth to watch and or for an old canon fan who's mostly disinterested in new canon personally i like the show on its own and from what i've already watched at least but it's kind of annoying when you know that this is officially the ray skywalker universe and not the one where later eu events like uh like the force unleashed Ron trilogy njo legacy of the force of legacy would take place uh i i think that's getting a bit too caught up in like leading to like every detail of that comes later to enjoy the Mm -hmm. story for what it is uh like there are plenty of people who dislike the new jedi order as much as some people dislike the sequel trilogy or dislike uh, the Swarm War, or Legacy of the Force, or Fade of the Jedi. And, I hate
1: the Legacy comics.
0: Yeah, and we strongly dislike Legacy, even though that's the culmination of everything. Uh, like that, that doesn't hurt my enjoyment of the stuff that happens in the meantime. In the same way that I'm going to die someday, allegedly, uh, and yet I try to enjoy my life while I'm here. So I think you can enjoy the stories for what they are, and maybe that'll give you more of an appreciation for some of the other stuff. Uh, maybe not, but I think you can still enjoy Rogue One or Andor without having to find a way to reverse shoehorn that into Legends to enjoy. Yeah, Ray
1: hasn't been in the show yet, so yet
0: no, we don't know. Maybe she. I mean, the- it,
1: yeah, Andor could is it, like Andor is a pretty self-contained story right now. A lot of people are comparing it to like an old novel.
0: So well, maybe yeah. maybe Val is Ray's mother. Or Tim and uh, and Bix are Ray's parents.
1: Ray could be so lucky to have Bix as her mom. But...
0: <laughs> Definitely uh, not Tim. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I actually did a, a video explicitly on that of like, can you enjoy the new stuff if you don't like the sequel trilogy in particular or any other yeah. later element? And I think like, largely my answer is usually yes.
1: Yeah, I agree
0: uh but that i think is gonna do it for tonight
1: yeah i think that's all i got thanks to everyone for tuning in we really appreciate you guys make sure to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform it really helps us out that's how many people find the podcast Rate right at five stars and uh yeah thank you
0: so we will be back again next week star by star with Ilkin from kings and generals uh, same bat time same bat channel We'll be doing some Bireo card, I think, tonight in about seven minutes over on YouTube.com slash as well as Twitch.tv slash Loses. Thanks again for watching, and remember, live long and prosper.